early. So let's talk about some of the things that happened this week. Um, cracking, man. Last night was the NFL draft. Did either of y'all catch any of that? Yeah, so I did catch. I know Trevor Lawrence went. Trevor Lawrence went first, which you know we knew that yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> was um, um, we expected as well, the, another quarterback? Zach, Zach, well, no, Zach, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, and I think a quarterback went third too. Yeah, Trey Lance. To the yeah, yeah, yeah. Garoppolo. The yeah. Class, class, oh, he's, he's out of there. The class, hey, I mean. Carabello's like 25, 20, he's out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. The thing about Trey Lance that they said, though, is they're like, uh, he has his ceiling. They're saying arguing his ceiling could potentially be the highest of it all, but he actually has to develop. So Jimmy G is actually the perfect quarterback where the 49ers will be like, no, we could keep you in place for like for a year. Yeah. Let him get acclimated. Oh, yeah, yeah. want to throw him in the fire, but it, Jimmy is the perfect plate at yeah. this point. And I don't even want to disrespect Jimmy G because if you really look at he has a Super Bowl ring. I mean, he got yeah. with the Pats, but he got that ring. Yeah. Um, the team record. So he's been him, there. As opposed to when he plays, he has a great starting record in the NFL. He's obviously not durable. We know that. He always gets injured or whatnot. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the way that the 49ers are moving, they really kind of have, like, everything in place. So they got to be really proactive. Like, yo, we not – one thing I noticed about sports, too, is like, yo, when you have a window, you really got to be proactive, man. It, you can't just be assuming, like, yeah, we're good. Like, it's our window. If it didn't, like, look at the Saints. Like, you know what I'm saying? For the past three, four years, they've always been in, like, real contention. But fall short, fall short, fall short. Mm -hmm. Now Drew Brees is retired. And now, you see, now you're at that point where it's like we have to restructure this up some, like, some way. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Where did uh, Mac Jones went to the Patriots? Mac Jones went to the Patriots at 15. They didn't even have the trade. Yeah, and they felt he fell like, to them. Yo, like I think Patriots, literally the dynasty just may continue. <laughs> just may continue. Is Mac Jones that tough? He, uh, uh, well, so is Belichick? He's coming to a good system coming from that Nick Nick Saban school of thought. Nick Saban yeah. and Belichick is like like Belichick knows the type of dudes he's after, and I feel like you know what I'm saying with Mac Jones. Like there's Justin Fields there. Justin yeah. Fields was there. Where did he? Where did he go? He went to the Bears, right? That's a that's a yeah. great for them. Yeah, that's great for them. I think teams could have used Justin Fields, but prior to that pick, but that's great for the Bears because the Bears historically, it's just it's it's been all bad. They coming off of Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, bro. We and we, we have to always make note. We were at that draft. Yeah, we were at that. Draft they were happy about hit, that. You know, the and the booze were. No, I know oh no, they weren't they happy were, about that. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were booze. Some Chicago incidents. Yeah, that day. <laughs> but anyways, I'm trying um, to see if any other notable, yeah, notable uh, receivers picked in the top ten. There is really some so we had receivers as well in the tight end. Who's there's the best tight end? Probably oh, Kyle Pitts went to uh, Kyle Pitts went to uh, Atlanta at four. Man, man. Jamar Chase from LSU went to uh, went to Cincinnati at five. Oh, just a quick shout out! I got to shout out all my Atlanta Falcon fans. You know, TJ was sick over that pick. He, um, he Kyle Pitts. He was sick. Why? Because Kyle Pitts is tough. Nah, but not what they needed. In Atlanta, they're they're done with Matt. Oh, they're done. They're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like you getting the tight end is done yeah. Yo, Matt, like here it is. Yeah, like, here's like, another weapon for you. Here's another weapon for you. No, don't tell us that shit. Give yeah, us, like trust me. I think Atlanta would have had a mini parade if they went with Justin Fields. Really? I really think that would have been that would have been real vibes for the city. Um. I think that would have been clutch. It would have gave him a little short-term problem in terms of how you would off Matt Ryan. Yeah. His contract is kind of, you know, it's kind of hefty. Yeah. But I know you, I know a team need Matt Ryan services. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, Falcons, I, 
I don't know. I think they, I think they might have played themselves. The thing is, they can ha hold their hat on like, yo, we arguably got the best prospect in the draft because mm -hmm. he's he's that lit. But mm -hmm. it's like, what is he gonna do for y'all? Yeah, you know, y'all weren't y'all already set y'all bar. You know, yeah, twenty five three up in the playoffs. I mean, twenty five the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said he set the bar. So like, they'll not. I don't think they'll ever return. Yeah, I, that that that's it. That team, that team is depleted. Make, you gotta, the defense is horrible. That team is depleted. Yeah. It's like they don't even believe. Sorry, CJ. It's, I know yeah. you probably. Uh, he's probably watching. Spidey senses. Yeah. yeah. If he's not. He probably like. He's a talk shit about my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can. He can sense I feel it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big fact. Um. Uh, yeah. So I definitely want to get into more conversation with Adrian over there. Uh, bro. So you're into marketing. You know what I'm saying? So give us a whole context, basically, of what it is that you actually do on a day to day business. Within yeah, yeah. Give us give us the context yeah. of like who you are, what you do how you got started and things like that. Because first of all, I, I, I want to get into the marketing thing because that's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Brooke knows, yeah. um, but we're going to get there. Let's kind of get set some, set the stage for like who you are and why we should even be listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. honestly, just a 24 year old entrepreneur Yeah, uh, out here, you know what I'm saying? Trying to find my spot in the world. You know? Right. Right. But, um, you know, doing the, my company is summon marketing. Okay. Uh, we summon clients. That's what we do. Uh, we focus on the digital marketing side of things and uh, we kind of pivot, you know, with the marketplace, you know, like when we spoke, right. you can tell that I'm not really married to any one yeah, service, really any one yeah. uh, product offering. So, you know, we've adapted from just doing Facebook ads for local businesses uh, to trying to get a little bigger. And then I even told you that I had to turn down requests for videography things. services right. and stuff because, you know, the market changes, you know, and mm -hmm. um, my my industry is kind of going more to like um we'll get you the sale instead of we'll right. just get you a lead right oh uh, okay before it was like hey let's get you a bunch of leads yeah to sell cars on your car dealership yeah and now it's like well all these leads are crap so i don't want to pay for leads because right. i've been burned in the past so what right. what else can you do and i go okay cool so i'll get you the leads and i'll follow up with them and i was talking about the virtual assistants with you you know what i'm saying right. hiring virtual assistants to follow up within right. seven minutes and stuff so you know we, we've adapted to that and then now it's getting so on to where they, they just want the whole sale they don't want to touch right. nothing like right. you get me sales you get me you know customers right. through the door and out the door and then i'll pay you and do you do you say like you getting hiring these v, uh, vas that like enables you to do better customer relationship like you, because i know when we were speaking you were saying like a lot of that you really like to be hands-on with it because that's really like what you're saying like that's where the sale is right there there's yeah. a lot of uh uh minute things that actually have a, a lot of importance but it's like in terms of the time that you have to spend it's like no this is priority so i yeah. have to do that could you, could you speak a little bit about how important like customer relationships is to you and like following up well, customer relations and also you know valuing your time and what you're right. doing like how much is this worth an hour versus hiring a three dollar an hour virtual assistant in the philippines to handle it and right. go do something else but right. yeah customer relations is so important that I thought following up with my clients' customers wasn't as important with just following up with my clients and being like, hey, here's a report for the last two weeks. Here's a report for the last month we did for you. And um, here's how we're doing. Here's our goal. Here's how we made that first goal for you and how we're going for a second goal. You know, right, right. just keeping up because they want to know what they're paying for. Right. You know, <clears throat> that's interesting, bro. I, and I feel like you kind of mentioned uh, you, you essentially got two clients. You know what I'm saying? Like you essentially got the client that you're working for and you got the client that they have yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's kind of like how you broke that down i'm just thinking like damn like you got two uh folks that you got to kind of take account of you know what i'm saying but 
what it sounds like is you 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 kind of outsource the the client's client and then you focus on taking care of the client is that is that yeah. what you're saying yeah yeah i mean but in the beginning a lot of you know you wear a lot of hats you know 100 percent. yeah young entrepreneur you got it so yeah. i was following up with the leads and then following up with my clients yeah. and then following up with new clients and then doing sales meetings for new clients you know so you're doing a lot of things yeah but, uh, but yeah now the value of of outsourcing certain work is definitely important when you have other things you could be doing you know and different but, businesses are different yeah right? let's 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 take a couple steps back um how did you get started like where, what was your um like what, what were you doing like as a kid as far as like for money or like working like what did what were your interests as far as like what you thought you'd be doing yeah. and what were you putting your energy into yeah so i grew up young. around i grew up around my dad's um tent shop he had a window tinting business and they nice. did rims and, and you know, nice yeah engine work and stuff like that so I grew up in there, answering phones, stuff like that. I'd go to school, and um, you know, I was just a pure an entrepreneur at the purest right, level, right, where you're selling, right. you're selling candy in school yeah, and school right, and stuff right, like that. Right, yeah. I had an extra locker just to hold all the supplies. <laughs> For real, yeah, <laughs> nigga had an inventory closet. <laughs> That's crazy. I literally pay people in in chips and stuff to yeah. use their locker. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't even use their locker. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, yo, let me get your locker, and. You know, I'll give you, uh, you know, gum every morning. As a kid, like trading shit is like yeah. the that's what you do. Like motherfuckers don't even need money; they just just need stuff. It's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> the barter <laughs> system is crazy. Honestly, <laughs> it came from you know me. I lo- I looked at like the mafia guys, mm-hmm. the local drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. my heroes that when I was young. Yeah, I yeah. Wanted to be like them, you right. know. Um, but I was smart enough to realize I'm not gonna sell weed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, what's high value right now? And then in school, a piece of gum and at, at 12 o'clock when you still got yeah. two hours left, a piece of gum could change your life. <laughs> right. Bro, did they did they used to like ban gum from y'all schools? Okay, yeah, it was like contraband, like low key. Like, yeah, I thought I was the only one that had that experience, or not the only one, but the only school experience where it's like motherfuckers ban, like you couldn't chew gum. It made no sense. Like, it was worse to have bags of chips because it's loud. So you're yeah, 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 yeah. And that was my bread and butter, so that, they didn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I thought about. I used to think about too, like how in schools they do not fuck with you being entrepreneurial. They do not fuck with that. Like you get in trouble for like having a little side businesses, little side hustles. You get in trouble for shit like that. And it's so is that backwards? Yeah, it's very weird. Like a lot of like a lot of like uh, education is like institutionalized to the point where it's like this is the curriculum, and there's no uh, fluidity or flexibility. Yeah, not none. Like for instance, right? You could might be that individual within your class that's challenging the teacher not to challenge you, Mm -hmm. like in terms of annoying you or fuck up the pace of this shit but somebody got actually offer a real point now Mm -hmm. this teacher can literally shut it down or ego wise be like no it's not like that it's like this and it's like no or you can open up the conversation or more often times than not it's like um in when you're when you're that young it's like your age literally will make people lead like you're trying to divert or you're trying to break the focus it's like they won't even pay attention to you or what you're saying exactly or they won't even necessarily say um won't even be aware of the fact where it's like, no, like I've actually retained all this information that you're saying. Like I'm trying yeah. to understand. And I'm making now. the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm past that. I'm past that. And it's not, yeah. And it's literally, and sometimes like, you know, it's funny because now I've been actually having um a lot of conversations with people um that actually stop like in high school. Mm-hmm. Like they, they actually stop. And they're literally saying like, no, they like, they had a talk with their parents. They're mm-hmm. like, I can't do this shit. Like, they're not they're not telling me what i need to know mm-hmm. and i was like that is such a you know sometimes i take a step back at that perspective and i'm like 
you know, it's so crazy growing up. I always just thought shit was like, it had to be this way. Mm -hmm. I never thought there was like real people that were even on a scholarly level like, oh, fuck school. This shit is not helping me actually. Yeah, I, I never learned yeah. about these things. They're not teaching me about this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Because I'm so not even to get caught up in like fuck shit or whatever, but it's just literally it's like, no, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to learn. That is it. Yeah. And that and and they don't think kids can make that decision. Man, First of all, they look at you as kids. You know what I'm saying? But like you gotta sometimes you gotta look at the parentals and yeah. you gotta be like, dog, y'all have to notice that. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that puts your child in the school. Yeah. And it's like as a parent, sometimes it's like we gotta be a little bit more aware and try to see what it is that um our children are inclined to or th this is what you want to do and it's like a lot of kids act up like a lot of people say oh adhd and something oh they're not getting it we have to also speak for a lot of the children where it's like no i get all this so i entertain myself yeah because and it's like i'm actually like i should be in a class where, where it's like a little more higher learning or shit this shit is more geared towards me but you teaching me shit that's literally it's going in one ear out the other because it's like I, i'll do this like yeah i don't know i i'm pretty like i always um had people no matter what stage of uh, uh academia i was in there was always some people that was like yo while out just be everywhere to say but get straight fucking a's like mm -hmm. it was like it was nothing i didn't have to study or nothing like mm -hmm. and then when i would talk to these people even outside of class shit like that dog how the fuck you be doing that like i used to be you, wondering how do you how do you just and like it'd be funny because even then they would crack jokes like it like you yeah. really wouldn't get it but now you know in hindsight you'd be like damn like some people's learning curves are just built differently yeah sometimes some people retain information and the the saddest thing that i feel with it, uh, school is people don't like a lot of children don't get those actual skills cultivated like they'll be great on a talent level or like this have this type of genius level too but nobody notices it and nobody cultivates that so they end up doing some other shit. Yeah. but you're supposed to be doing that which you're really like gifted at but no, none of your surroundings was here to cultivate that or show you like, yo, fuck all that shit. Yeah, you need to do this. And I think that's a big like that's a big uh, like a it's fucked up. Like, I know. mean, it's, it's kind of it's fucked up because, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope, man. Like 100%. it's it's hard to tell like what a kid actually has talent in and what you should kind of like rear them towards because you know like there's also like a fine line between like getting kids to do like something a kid could be talented something but just not be interested in taking it as seriously as they need to to like make it work for them you know what i'm saying it's a, isn't that what like a monastery school is like yeah like those joints that focus on like a a, a specific trade or something and they and they like, I think I thought well, the one that Jeff Bezos went to, I think he talked about they they see what you're interested in and good at and they kind of pull you aside. Oh, and you focus on that. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard of monastery schools. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, they're they're my understanding of it was like they they'll definitely like they'll rear you towards things that you're interested in. Yeah. I mean, not in the traditional think school about way. the overlying I mean aspect of a, a lot of like public academia. It's really to make sure that you can you'll be a good worker then 100 percent yeah yeah instruction like yeah. bro single file line <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> hey bro on here single file it's really kind of crazy like they're like yo do this like walk in the joint yo everybody stand up pledge like yeah. we doing this shit pledge boom shit. so a lot of things were like no we're not questioning this we're just we're gonna do this and we're all y'all just gonna, yeah. gonna do this and we're gonna put repercussions if you don't do this yeah and then um yeah it's really crazy and then even thinking about even think about the diagnoses that go down in the nurse's office like 
Who is it? Like, I don't know what I'm going to think about. Who not is even a nurse. Who is the nurse? Like, yeah. Like, you're really telling kids yeah, well, you got ADHD. Uh, I'm going to subscribe they have the power Yo. to like, yeah, go to the doctor. Like Most, they should check that. The school like, nurse. It's really we need we need we need a fact check on that. Like our school nurse is actually nurses. Like yeah, where are they go? I've never heard a nurse. I, I'm around a bunch of nurses nowadays. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? I've never heard a nurse say, Oh, I work in a school. <laughs> never heard one say that. Never heard one exactly. say that. Right. We need we need to check up on that, but um, let's okay. Let's get back to your story, Adrian. Let's get back to your story. That's right. So now, yeah, we were getting in trouble for being in school selling shit, and then yeah, how did that turn into becoming a businessman? And just like you're saying, for some reason, I dropped that. Like in middle school, right. I remember like, nah, I'm not gonna sell that no more yeah. because it was too much friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not worth the friction. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. so much going on when you're in middle school, high school, you know, trying to impress everybody. So I feel like I just dropped that for a while. Right. Um, and I mean, at nine to 12 years old, if you would ask me what I'm doing when I grow up, I'd have been like, oh, I'm probably going to run one of my dad's shops, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. help him franchise. And I would right. use words like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to get into. My dad's probably going to expand, open a few more shops and I'll run one and maybe branch off and do another business. Like right, that's right. the stuff as a little kid I was thinking of. So that's probably how it started. You know what I'm saying? Okay. To answer your question is, is you know, the, the purebred entrepreneurship of, of really just it sucks to say, but really just wanted to be a drug dealer, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was the I'll have those benefits. benefits. <laughs> the right. benefits yeah. of it. I can relate for sure. Yeah. So that's where it started. I mean, you got when you know people in the neighborhood, like, don't have to go to school, like the high school kids, like, skipping school to go yeah. get money. Well, yeah. Regardless of what they're doing, it's like that was just the life to me. You know, 100%. Right? My dad and his friends, and yeah, they're working at the shop, but they're chilling, they're having fun. They might be smoking here and there, you know, something like. That's the life I want to do. Every time I was outside of school, I was like, this is what I want. I hate yeah. being in there. Field trips, everything. I was like, I hate being in that building. I want to just, whatever I do, I want to be out here. What yeah. was your, then what was your like aha moment or when did you start to be a little bit more introspective in terms of like what it is that you want to do? Because I know you just said, yeah, I always thought, you know, I was just follow my dad's business and things like that. So when did you start having that mind of your own when you're like, you know what, that's probably not going to be the case and I need to find a niche of mine i need to find something that i could like stand on and be like this and then start developing that when did that moment come for you where it was like was it a aha moment or did you slowly just build grow into this definitely or? slow definitely okay. slow but i would say the first spark of that was when um i was heavy in skateboarding in my okay. kind of early teens okay so i was skating and then there was no skate shops in our area you know all my friends yeah. would come meet up at my dad's shop um it was right by shady grove station so we okay. were right there everybody okay. meet up right there and um it really started when my dad and grandfather was like, yo, you want to start your own skate shop? Well, I, I might have brought it up. They might have brought it up. But I ended up starting my own skateboard shop inside their shop. Oh, they they funded it, put a few grand tough. into it. Wow. Uh, what year is this? I had to have been like 12 years old, bro. Oh, so, it's very, yeah. very tough, bro. Very yeah, tough. like this is right. This is probably right before my dad lost his shop because of the 2008 crisis. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, so it was probably around there. Honestly, it was probably 2008 All right. when that happened. And um Shit, maybe he was trying to make some extra revenue because he knew what was coming. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that's a that's a great support. That's a great show of support. But also, it's like good for business just to have motherfuckers coming in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I like the fact that they let me kind of have the freedom to be like, what do you want to do? What do you want right. to order? I remember we we were looking at the commercial pages, like what to order. Okay. And there was the stuff that I know kids like when I go to the skate shop. They yeah. like the thunder right, right. trucks, the right. independent trucks. 
But then my grandfather was like, yo, that's expensive. Let's get the off brand shit. It's mm-hmm. like starting a shoe store and selling shacks. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, you know, right. it's like, mm-hmm. nah, like no one's people gonna aren't going to come here and buy this. Buy it, you know right? what I'm saying? If you didn't know what people wanted and you're just looking at the books. You're like, yeah, but you this is cost effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so but, but, but you don't know that no one's going to buy these <laughs> from us. <I> no one's going to buy. I did. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big facts. Yeah, yeah. Nah, so we ended up selling out of everything I wanted to buy, mm-hmm. the Thunder trucks. And all, I'm pretty sure my friends actually bought them all. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, to this day, we probably still got stuff in the garage that my grandfather ordered. You know, just oh, word. To- oh, word, word, word. yeah. They just never sold. Uh, yeah. But that didn't work out. And to answer your question, what, what started making me realize was honestly the music. When we was making music in high school around yeah. the same time, yeah, we did. I was mm-hmm. rapping. We was in di- you know different crews and stuff making mm-hmm. music. And I remember I was trying to, I was thinking about it only as a business. Like, I was like, all right, when do we do this? When do we structure this? At what moment are we making this amount? You know, mm-hmm. and all my friends, it was just a lifestyle. And I couldn't say all my friends, but the mass majority yeah, of people yeah. I was around, it you was a lifestyle. And what age are we talking right now? Um, 16, I would say this is like 2012. 18, yeah, like 16. Okay, yeah. So motherfuckers aren't going to think making music to do business. They're going to yeah, be, because like, you want to at least look like a musician. You know what I'm saying? The funny thing is my father you know, was a rapper too, you know, oh, from his, man. from his late teens to Word. early twenties. I mean, all the way probably up until he's 30. I remember when he started, we went to the studio and I was young. I was probably nine years old. It, and it's funny that you're actually um, telling me that's your perspective of it. Cause I'll tell you straight up, bro. I definitely walked into this man's studio. Like when I was like in 2012, 2013, yeah. when like, I had a whole collective, I had like a little POT brand that I started up with my friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do photo shoot, wanted to do a little photo shoot at the studio that he had had as well too. So we did that and then we're recording. But I'll tell you right now, I was definitely under that lifestyle realm. Yeah. I, I sure, sure, I wanted it. I wanted it to be a business. That's yeah. what we we LLC'd it. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We're making it a business. We're official. Yeah. But like, didn't had had really had no fucking. I mean, dog, like, I feel like that's normal for a kid. Oh, no, uh, hey, you know hey, what I'm hey, saying? Hey, I was 21, 22 when I first started oh, making music. And like and seriously, and, and even that, I would just like the making of the song was it. Like yeah, I, no, I work today. And, 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 <laughs> and, like, it's not more so to beat myself up, but it's like it's also just to talk about you see how environmental factors will play the role. Like oh yeah, you're talking facts. about Adrian. You are coming from a family of a, a lot of people who have just entrepreneurship. Yeah. They're trying to start their own thing. You see all of that. So your whole perspective with music is like, can we generate a revenue? Like, that's the background that I come yeah. from. So I'm literally thinking like that as opposed to like um, someone that's not coming from type of entrepreneurial background. But now you're entering into something that is very much entrepreneurial. Yep. But it's passion it's passion uh, yeah. like it's 99 yeah. passion led and it's like we don't even really understand the minutia of business yeah and not to be honest at that time if somebody was trying to break it down to me like yo bro we gotta i'll probably be like bro like i don't know like we got we gotta focus on yeah, the creation yeah. of it. the creativity so is I'm, what matters i'm more so thinking like wow that's so crazy like even at that moment i didn't even necessarily even realize even the contrast of like how i viewed it as yeah. to like how you viewed it you're yeah, literally yeah. thinking like dog it gotta make sense it's like yeah this, yeah this, the numbers add up i'm not thinking about no i'm like yo let's make yeah this is hard this yeah is hard. and that's let's funny, drop it. Like, when you came to that studio i remember that day we had that photo shoot right after that 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 started the wave of us like doing more videos word, and, and word, collaborating okay, with more people. Okay. and to be honest we were like we envied you because of what you were doing with plt and, bro yeah, i'm like and it was you and pk at the time yeah. right yeah uh-huh. what he said that's what we were doing and yeah. i saw you with the plt brand yeah. i'm like bro i thought you were the one that had the business <laughs> right, mindset right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to be like them <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but from that i was actually doing more producing around there that's why okay. i had that studio people okay. would pay me to do their their mixing and stuff okay. and recording so 
that was the first part of it. And then all the way until about, I would say like 19 years old is when I started seeing other opportunities pop up and realizing like, bro, I'm not going to be the next Drake. Like, let's just be honest. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like right, right. I started realizing, like I told my boy, I, it was just me and one dude at this point, the whole crew had just faded out. It was just right. me and my one boy Shabazz. And I was like, bro, we're, we're pretty fire, but our music alone, our lyrics alone are not going to get us to that second mile. Right. So I was like, I I want to step back from this. I'll manage you. You can keep running the music. I want to step back and go build some wealth make right, a lot of money right, and then come right. back and put like 10 grand into a video and go viral. That's what's going to get us to go out there. And you actually do have to put some money behind it. Like yeah. it's, it's just kind of a fool's game to try to do it without it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you said, like your plan made more sense where it's like, let me go figure out how to make some money somewhere else yeah. and then bring that here. Cause once you can inject money into like a music career, then you can start to see some kind of return. Yeah. People that just have to get exposed to your shit. And you know you what I'm saying? Your results better. Like now you can gauge a result. You actually, yeah, you can gauge, you can see like, okay. Like if, a, a, if I had enough budget to get a hundred thousand people to see or hear this song and they don't like it, then I, okay, I have a good sense. If right, if it's right. 10 people and eight of them like it, that's not even a good sample size. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, 100%. Yeah, so we would, uh, you know, we was doing music with, actually I featured with two dudes that were kind of popular in Tennessee. And I'm all, I looked at my views on SoundCloud and all, if you look at the map, all my views were like, 90% of them were from Tennessee. And I'm like, right. I grew up in the DMV. I right. handed out mixtapes at Norfolk. <laughs> right, like, right, no right. one's no, never here. got this much support. Yeah, yeah. Like, the 10 people in the DMV are like my mom. My yeah, mom, yeah. And then in Tennessee, people are like, yo, this is hard. Yo, I rock it. So honestly, if I was passionate about it, we could have pushed it. Now that yeah. I look back on it, we started doing shows and stuff. People were booking us. So I'm like, I definitely could have done something with that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the passion, bro. I wanted right. to be a businessman. Right. Yeah. That's what I wanted. So how, what was the first, like, business play outside of music that you kind of decided to go make? So we kind of connected back to the family business. So okay. my father had remarried um, and, you know, his new wife, um, she, her father had just passed away and had a janitorial business around mm-hmm. the time that we were entering their family, you okay. know? Um, and her mom, my stepmother's mom was running it and she didn't, you know, she was, didn't really know what she was doing. Right, right. Um, so my dad came in as the COO cause he ran a business before uh, he was running the operations, chief okay. of operations. And then I came in as a janitor. You know, I was just uh, just cleaning toilets, bro, doing day porting and stuff. And right, then right, right. it's funny. I started learning about manifestation, reading The Secret and mm, stuff. And I remember manifesting. Right like time. It was so mm, weird. Cause, right you know, time. manifest is like timing, yeah. putting the energy into yeah. it, and then actually trying. So this is like yeah. 2013, 2014. This is probably 2016. Okay. Yeah, I was probably okay. like 20 okay. at this point. Okay. Um, and yeah, so... I started trying to manifest. I was like, how much money? And I was in a car club too. So right. I was, I wanted rims for my crown tough, big tough, and stuff tough, like that. Tough, so tough. I was like, how much money do I need to be happy? And I remember thinking like 5,500. It was a weird word. It was a weird number. <laughs> right. A month or a 50? Month. Oh, okay. I was about to say you need 5,500. Yeah. I remember like, oh, I could buy yeah. rims every summer. I could do this. I could do that. So yeah. I manifest. I, I remember saying I want my own operation. It doesn't have to be my own business, but I want my own little operation. And I was honestly, I was thinking like, this could be weed. This could be whatever. And I just yeah. need to make 5,500 get my own place, you know, buy another car, whatever. So it was weird. Like a month after that, some stuff happened in the business. And my dad never like, he was running the business, but he never was like, yo, I'm going to push you up because you're my son. It was always like, yo, you deserve this raise. You're now making 12. Yo, you've been working hard. Now you're you get right, this building. Right, right, out right. of nowhere. He was like, yo, we really need a subcontractor. Like we don't want to hire for this. So there were certain contracts in the janitorial space where instead of hiring someone and you, the headache of, of paying the taxes and all that, right. you just get a subcontractor who has his own team mm-hmm. and you say, Hey, we're making five grand a month on this contract. We'll give you three, Word. you know, what I'm saying? or four, whatever, mm-hmm. we'll give you the supplies and all that. So he was like, yo, we need a new subcontractor. 
and he was like would you want to do that and i'm like yeah what does it pay he was like well, between these two buildings after you pay a couple employees you may be making about 5500 a month i was like Huh. It's the exact number I needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The number, number, bro. The exact number. What I wanted, not my own business, but my own operation. Mm -hmm. You know, like the exact money I needed. So it was so weird. So that's when I started not only looking at business different, but looking at life different. I was like, yo, you can really manifest. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that's so interesting that you say that because the biggest change that happened for me was realizing like the moment you decide what you want, you you're gonna as long as you're putting energy towards it and like trying like my thing is to try like if you try you will see that like the things that you're trying to attain they'll come yeah. you know what i'm saying like you really just have to try every day or try a lot not only will wanting it open the doors that can get you there it might open a door that puts you on the path to get it yeah there. yeah not only will wanting it do that but putting the work in will ha have things around you happen to where Good luck. Yeah, good luck, bro. Like, good luck. Sometimes you can't even explain it. Like, yeah. you know it's not luck because you know what you've done behind the scenes, but, like, it's luck because you don't know how it lined up that way. Right. You know what if I'm saying? I wasn't cleaning toilets, not that I like doing it, but yeah. if I wasn't cleaning toilets for that year or two-year time, my dad would have never even thought to be like, you know what, we need a subcontract. We need someone right. solid. Yeah. Why don't I just ask my son? Like, yeah. I never even thought of that. So the fact that I was working hard and not being like, man, I'm not cleaning toilets. Like, I'm a rapper. I do mm -hmm. this. I'm in a car. Mm -hmm. Like, right. I humbled myself. I was like, I'm just going to work, bro. You know, like, it is what it is. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit to how that turned out to your your career now. Yeah. So um, that only lasted a few months. Okay. Janitorial. Okay. And okay. I, I jumped really my first month, my first check. I remember looking at it like I'm getting out of my parents' house. I'm buying a new car. <laughs> yada yada. So I got my first apartment, my own apartment, you know, moved out, moved out of my parents' house. And um, like I said, it only lasted a few months. Got a you know new Chrysler 300 and stuff. I, hey, I was feeling myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lost all my contracts. The the business got sold to another owner. Owner came in and said, "Yo, we need to take you out." So I lost. He, your he your me, your uh, folks' business got sold. Yeah, they sold okay. it to someone else. Yeah. Um, and my my dad was out. My stepmom's mom was out. Everyone was out, and it was just me. And they were like, "Yeah, we're we're, gonna we're going with someone out. else." Yeah. yeah right, so. Right. They pulled me out. Oh, they pulled me out of one contract, and I was just bitter. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, take the other one. Then. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, right, right, like, right. Not that I like doing it anyways. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I pulled out of that, and then I had, you know, rent to pay and stuff like that. So I started looking at, you know, how to make money online. <laughs> Big facts. Everybody, everybody starts with Google. Go to how to make money. How to make money quick, or how to make some good. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. It was between trying to flip some bricks or start an online business. Big facts. Big facts. The only options in 2016, 2017. Yeah. So I started an e-com business. You just talked to that point because you got that number that you had actually manifested. So yeah. now you're at that point where it's like, it can't be less than 5,500. Is that right. what you're thinking? Like, yeah. you're like, it has to be more. Like, I'm not settling for less. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. No, yeah. I, wanted more. I wanted 10 grand now. Right. See, yeah. Now I want 10 grand because I'm like, you know, I'm living in an apartment with my people and stuff. I have my, you know, my boy move in, his girl, got my girl. And I'm like, this is too tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got dogs. I want a backyard. So, like, I'm starting to, I, yeah. like, I'm moving yeah. really quick, bro. Yeah. A month into getting my first apartment, I'm like, I need my first house. Yeah, bro. Oh, it's so funny. I'd be on that same shit. Like once you get the thing that you want, it's like uh, I wanted this when I was working for it. Now that I have it, like I want to work for something else, like right, right. something bigger. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Yeah. So I, I, I started e-com business, a little e-commerce store on Shopify and um, didn't work. I didn't understand the marketing. So I thought I'd build the store, put the products on there. I was selling like 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 girls uh, beach attire and mm -hmm. stuff like that, oh, like wow. like tote bags. Mm -hmm. and I was drop shipping right? from Oberlo. Uh, oh. If you go on Shopify, they already had okay. that ready for you. Yeah, Oberlo, yeah, big okay. facts. Oberlo connects Shopify and Alibaba. So yeah, big word, facts. Word, okay. And they send it off for you. I was selling backwood hoodies too. Oh, yeah. word. <laughs> so that was like, them dresses probably selling. 
they were they were good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was weird so i did that but i didn't understand the marketing side of it i thought you you launch your store and you're rich the next day you know yeah yeah so me and my boy we launched a store and nothing happened you know what i'm saying like we didn't make any sales and i'm like rents due my car payments due. got 500 dollars car payment like we didn't make some money man so I started getting into, you know, why did this not work? What, how did I fail? What did right. I do wrong? Right. And then I realized that it was marketing, digital marketing. They're like, you need to learn Facebook ads and, mm. and SEO and all this. Mm. And so I started taking courses. And my boy would wake up like 2 in the morning to get some water, and I'd be in the kitchen just like yeah, studying exactly. and all this right. stuff. And he'd be like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, trying to make it, bro. Like, big facts. Man, big facts, man. So I did that, man. And then literally that was about four to six years ago. And ever since then, I've been just – just studying marketing, bro. And just like, it just, I started realizing how important this is in our worlds and in business. Appreciate it, bro. And, um, and yeah, that's all I've been doing now. Yeah. I have actually have a question about if you're willing to get into like some marketing, like tactics. Cause like, I'm, I'm super interested in what's happening with marketing. Um, obviously like I got a brand that I am trying to get out there. So I'm always for years I've been like, I'm, I've just always been into, what are interesting ways to like get your shit out there, right? Yeah. And and it's changing so much, bro. It's changing like so much. So like my question for you is when you're working with small businesses like today, where do you kind of start with them? Where do you tell them that they need to focus their time right now? Because there's so many places. It could be Instagram, it could be Facebook, it could be TikTok, it could be all these and those are just the social medias. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it could be all these places. Where do you suggest one starts if they're getting started like right now? and have like virtually no following yeah i mean well if they have no following i would say build your following yeah you know what i'm saying like if you, if you can do business on instagram build your instagram audience if you can do business on tiktok build your tiktok audience mm-hmm. but that's slow so before that i would say study your market study your your, your product offering like me and you were talking right, about right. um you got to have a product offering that fits the market go ask people if they're willing to buy this and if they are how much and if they didn't have it how how bad would their life be without it you know because mm-hmm. if not what are you selling you know what are you doing and so like the thing is you really do have to have a product you have to have something that you're trying to or get service, to people yeah. product or service yeah, yeah. big facts yeah. yeah so and then and then the second thing would be your audience so once you know that you're you know there's an audience for it and and people want it is okay what's that audience what do they look like and then you make that audience avatar is what i like to call it so this is where mm-hmm. i usually come in um the product research is more like business development but right, luckily right. i like that too right but if i'm talking to a client if me and you were talking i would be like all right you got a product you got an audience let's um let's define your audience let's build at least one or two um audience avatars mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you build an avatar literally what's their name what's their age what do they do what are their miracles and miseries? So miracles and miseries, what are their miracles? Like what makes them happy in life? What makes their day? What makes their day easier? What are they looking to get that dopamine rush? Is it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So there's that. And then their, their miseries are, you know, what makes their life suck? You know, how can you help them? You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. if you run a car repair business, people's misery is their car gets broken. You got to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you run a hair salon, you know, their miracle is they feel good when they get their hair done. You know what right. I'm saying? So the miracles and the miseries. So you got to literally make that, that, that avatar of mm-hmm. your audience, you know, literally give that person a name and age and all that. And then now when you're when you're targeting your audience, you're looking at that girl named Marie at 25 years old who buys beauty supplies, you know, what I'm saying stuff like that. So then you go, OK, so I'll market to that t- type of mm-hmm. it makes it easier okay. when you're trying to market to your audience because, yeah. I, you know, I can run paid ads for you. But who are we running? Who are we to? running them to? Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's very interesting. I like that whole like basically the avatar is basically like a, like a rubric. In essence. Yeah. yeah, this uh, is the person you appeal to this person. You appeal to your audience, like yeah, make it resonate. I've heard that a lot too. Like you definitely have to like know who your customer is, like not have an idea. You gotta like know so like you can pinpoint 
who your marketing is for. You know what I'm saying? Like the content and stuff that you make. You got to be able to pinpoint who it's for. Because there's this, there's this, uh, it's kind of backwards how we see uh, getting our thing out there, right? We think that we should be broadening it to talk to as many people as possible. But that's not right, right? You definitely want to talk to a specific person because there's people like that person Probably billions of people that are like that person. But if you're not talking to that person, you're talking to like a bunch of people, then like you're not really hitting home with anybody. You're not yeah. really resonating with anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you're on Facebook <clears throat> running ads, you can run a $200 ad to a million people or you can run a $200 ad to 20 people. You know what I'm saying? That $200, you know what I'm saying? You ever heard the rule of seven? They got to see your ad seven times for them to wake uh-huh. up. I've heard of things like that. You yeah. definitely got to you get, definitely got to touch a lot of bases before people even like pay attention to what yeah, you exactly. what you got going so on. The old, you know, in the old style of marketing, when you got a commercial or billboard, it's like someone has to see that commercial or billboard seven times before they wake up and go, "You know what? Now I know that brand." You know right, what I'm saying? So right, right. So with that, you know, putting out as much content as possible or, you know what I'm saying, like just doing whatever you got to do to right. get in front of those people. But like I said, if you get if you only had a $200 or $2,000 budget, you can you can cast a big net or you can cast a very thin net and then keep casting and keep casting because that two hundred dollars Facebook's gonna give you the same value regardless. Yeah. Whether it's showing it one time to a million people or five times to two hundred thousand people, you know. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh, my question with, with small businesses, um how how do you go about cause like you're getting clients for clients, but how do you go about getting clients? Like what is your strategy? We're getting your own self out there. Yeah, so there's a few different routes we can go. Um, I like to hire VAs for that. Yeah. That's the easiest thing hey. to do. But if I was doing it myself, I would just um, get like a LinkedIn premium account and um, have that send out as much messages as possible. I hate getting messages on LinkedIn. I yeah. don't, I don't <laughs> that's, you know what's interesting, bro? Because this is a, that's actually a good question, too. Like, do you feel a way about doing the tactics that you don't respond to? Yeah, do you, like, do. do you feel a way? But, it, but you have to because it I works. I had to get over it. Yeah. yeah. But I hated it. Like, yeah. I don't click on Facebook ads. Yeah. Once I click on it, I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to go on TikTok. Yeah. I'm going to get targeted. Yeah. When I find myself, when I find myself in the middle of a sales funnel, I'm like, why am I here? I know what they're doing, but sometimes I need the thing. Like they're hitting, like I got those, those miseries and those miracles. They're talking to me, but it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly how y'all got me here and I don't like being tricked. (laughs) No, I do love it. I like to learn from it. I like to learn from it. I'm going to be real about things I don't want to target. Me and my yeah. cousin were talking about hockey sticks the other night and I'm looking at Facebook. I got hockey sticks. <laughs> There's no way, bro. There's no way. Yeah. That I don't like. But no, when I'm in like a, like a, I don't know if anyone knows Russell Brunson, he's like. The oh, yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. The click whenever funnel guy, I'm, right? Whenever I'm in his sales funnel, I love it because I know he's the best at sales funnels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I want to offer to my future clients yeah. in the sales funnel. So I'm like looking at that like, all right, what happens if I click this? What happens if I leave? And then I get an email saying, hey, you left. You want 50% off? Yeah, yeah. Like, eh, I'll yeah, take it yeah you take notes on all of the all yeah. of the steps of it. Yeah, I, I do as well. That's yeah. honestly where, in my opinion, that's where it's at. If you have a course, like I was telling you, if you do a videography yeah. course, bro, right. and then put it on a, you know, get a, a, a sales funnel through click funnels, bro, that will change your life. Yeah. Right. Especially right. if people buy it, you know right. what I'm saying? Cause you're putting, a, you're, you're recording your product. Maybe you record your course. It may, maybe it takes you two weeks to refine right. it and all that. Then you're done, bro. Then you get someone like me to market it. Right. And you just keep getting a report and notifications every day saying, Hey, just sold another one, just sold another one. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. In your yeah. sleep. You know? Passive. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that business. I, I, yeah. Dog, I, you're right. You're right. I see it happen all the time. The, the day after we had talked about that, literally our next show when I came to Mega, I was talking. I was like, yeah, bro, this tutorial bag. And you're like, Mega yeah. was even like, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. thought about it. Like, it's a, but you, 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 you spoke to the point of just like, you know, taking the time to make it, yeah. to prepare it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, in my head, it wouldn't even take two weeks. It would take like, you know, a couple months because like you, you got to write the curriculum yeah. and then you got to record it and then either you edit it or somebody edit it. But like either way, I, I'm starting to realize these days because um, even when I was making music, I definitely came up in that time when it was like regular practice to like make something and then put it out right away. Like right. you don't sit on things and you, you really don't take like three, four months to work on one right, thing. Right, you know, like right. that's so foreign to me. But now I'm realizing like, no, like that's what that's what all the great things come from. Or that's where all the great things come from. Like. You know, Kanye doesn't make an album in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? This nigga will make an album for like months. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Uh, you know, your favorite directors don't make movies in months. They make them in years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like I'm starting to try to un unwind my mind from thinking, oh, like what I'm working on today needs to be out tomorrow. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, once you do have the, the product done and it's a good product, it can, you know, it can sell on its own forever. You it's know what I'm saying? Like that Amazon mindset, you know, where Jeff Bezos says the meetings we're having today are for next next Q3. quarter. Yeah. yeah. Next, yeah. Q, next year's. Yeah. 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 yeah, like, yeah. If we're in Q3 right now and we're having a meeting, it's about next year's Q3, exactly. three years down the line. Q3. You know? And it's so, like, even to follow up because in that, that same talk that he was talking about, like, it's not what we always stress. Even these disciplines are not naturally like human. Like you actually have to train yourself. Yeah to be planning for things that are months in advance yeah. because literally like, like our physiological needs we're thinking about the right now mm -hmm. let alone sometimes it'd be like i'll make a creation i might want to post it right now i like, do you know? <laughs> and I have to be like, it's not even done i want like, to give them the sneak peek like it's not even done yet see what i've been working on for the last couple hours you know what makes want, that easy though my know, bad to cut you yeah, off good. uh patrick Bet david uh he runes the youtube channel valuetainment yeah valuetainment i fuck with pat That's yeah cool. I love that channel. Yeah. Bro. And, uh, he talks to everybody. Yeah. He talks to so many people. Like, anybody. yeah. He's yeah. not scared to debate anybody. Like, yeah. he's a capitalist. He'll debate socialists. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, as far as like celebrities, not, yeah. ce not just celebrities, but like people who have done things that are. They made a lot of fucking money, but you might not even know who they were. He yeah. talks to mob bosses. He talks yeah. to marketing guy. Like he talks to like everybody. He just wrote a book called um, "Your Next Five Moves," and it's like a like a chess grandmaster type of thing. Like, mm -hmm. what are your next five moves? And he's like, if you're not thinking five, ten, fifteen moves into the future, there's somebody that is, and it's mm -hmm. they're gonna take you out. You know, so it's it's that easy. So, and that's what will make it easy, bro. If you line out your next five moves, like what is you know, you start with your fifth move. You don't start now or tomorrow. You start. Five years down the line, five months down the line, what's your move going to be? What's your, you know what I'm saying? What's that move? And then you go, okay, before that happens, what do I have to do? Before that happens, what do I have to do? All the way back to your current self. And you go, okay, mm. cool. So now I know my next move mm -hmm. times five. Yeah. You know, what I'm doing. So it's that funny, makes sense. Bro. I feel like a reoccurring thing uh, is just all been been having in terms of like, I guess, getting things completed and moving with purpose. Like with a lot of these things, we really have to think backwards. You really got to yeah. start at where it is that, that where you want to end up. For. And now work back. And then literally once you find yourself at your starting position, you're like, I kind of have some type of semblance of what I have to do now. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, it's forward. Like, I can't be there. So like, I, I don't know. I got to do whatever. It's like, no, put yourself in the mind of the person that has it established. Mm -hmm. And like what you say, five years from now, what is it that you will be doing? What will this company be? And just ruminate on that. Exactly yeah. like yep. that. How did you get to this point? 
oh, because I put this in place. This and then, yeah, when I really think about it, it's kind of like you you're really when you work backwards in that way, it's kind of like you're really giving yourself a true checklist. Like now this is what is needed. Yeah, like, I struggle with that. I struggle with that because I feel like I've seen so much. Um, I've seen so much, I guess, like success in just pulling through and like figuring it out as I go. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that that's it's become my habit. You know what I'm saying? But it's interesting because like we talked about manifesting, and I feel like manifesting is a form of looking down the line of like what you want to end up with. Yeah. So like I do that, you know what I mean? I do a little bit of that, but I feel like for the most part, like wherever I feel like I can go with it, right? Like I'll have, I'll, I think, I think what I'll do is I'll spend like, you know, 20 minutes thinking about, okay, what's the end to look like? Mm-hmm. And like after that 20 minutes, it's like, okay, like what do I got to do right now yeah. to get there? Whereas like, I don't necessarily think, okay, what's the end look like? What is the step before that look like? Exactly. What is the step before yeah, that look like? You yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, let me just make a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like, oh, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. All right, but I'm right here. Though. Yeah. So how do I get like, nah, take it back. Nah, 100%. But like, it's kind of like you do have both. You do keep both of them in mind. Like, yeah. you do like, I know where what I see this being, but I know where I'm at. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, just working that gray space in the middle. Well, how did we get, how do we get here? Yeah. yeah. Um, Adrian, how has, how do you think marketing has like changed from when you first got into it to like today? I guess it's definitely changed, but like, in what ways do you, have you seen it? Like what ways have you literally had to adjust? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, in the big, I mean, marketing changes, I mean, decades, yeah, literally all decades the time ago, we were doing TV commercials and stuff like that <laughs> before that it was radio. Like, right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So, I mean, they're still doing TV commercials, but, um, I like to look at it, how, how Gary V looks at it. He kind of, he says that they day trade attention, day trading attention. So yeah. Like TikTok yeah. is hot now. So why wouldn't you be on TikTok? Yeah. You know, the, right. the ads are underpriced and that's what I think it is, 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 is certain ad platforms are getting underpriced and overpriced. So four years ago when I started, Facebook was like a cheat code. Like it was so cheap and, and there right. was so much data right. you could, you could target someone on their income if they're married. Wow. Um, if they bought a house recently and they took all that away, you know, Facebook was in front of. Wait, no, there, there. You can still. Tar- oh, you can't target on those specific things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's a wild targeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I feel like Facebook's um, targeting is still pretty intricate. But I see what you're saying. Like they took away some of the things that yeah. were important. Okay, the ones that were home runs. For yeah, almost every business. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, because if if you can target someone on their income, on their income, that's it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? you know how much they make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I like and, now, uh, if, if you have an e-commerce business, which right now they're actually, my girl just tried to start an e-commerce business, and I didn't know, but it's not the time to do that because Facebook is literally banning your ad account before you even get started, just to make sure. And they put you through a process where they make sure you're not fake. I guess mm. I don't know if that has to do with the tampering in the election mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. 2016. I don't know why they're doing that, but right now they're not letting anybody do that without looking at what you're doing first mm. and. So it's really weird, but um, but yeah, as far as day trading attention, the way the way stuff has changed, like I said, Facebook used to be cool. Now it's a little overpriced. Now TikTok is underpriced, and Snapchat. Wait, can we touch on the e-commerce thing yeah, real quick? Yeah. Wait, so you're saying that it's not a good idea to do e-commerce to right start now? It now? To if start you're not it now, a brand if you don't have a secure already st- established something, yeah, if you're not right. established like from scratch, getting on Facebook now, starting an ad account as soon as you say, yeah, I'm a Shopify store, I'm an e-commerce, we sell online. Instantly, that's a red flag for Facebook. I have no idea why they're doing that, mm-hmm. but um, it happened to my girl, so I looked into it. And is this for it. primarily Shopify accounts or like? Um, oh, sure. If if okay, 
that's interesting commerce in general yeah 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 that's so, that's crazy anything, and then people were getting scammed you know what I'm saying? i know my grandfather tried to buy something for christmas he got scammed never yeah. got it or something and is so, that on so i'm trying to get an understanding of what this is about is this so like is this um in the sense of like trying to sell on facebook because you know how facebook allows you to like put your products on there yeah, from yeah, your I store like sometimes i have yeah. no intention of selling they're like yeah trying to want to add yeah do you want to add this to like, your oh, facebook oh, market or something yeah. like that so is it that or it's like just like if you're trying to link back to your store with your with your ads they yeah. they flag all of that so when you're setting up your ad account so you got your facebook yeah. account your business page and then when you want to start running ads you have oh you have the ad account oh yeah, yeah okay like yeah business.com or yeah. adsmanager.com one of those so you got to have your business page and your ad account yeah um when you start your ad account they ask you a, a series of questions and i and from my perspective i think if i was facebook it would this is how i would do it i would as soon as they say i'm an e-commerce brand i sell online red flag you know what I'm saying for what they're doing right now. Yeah. You know? So I'm not sure why they're doing that. That's, That's interesting. Um, other people in the space are saying it's because you know you can sell anything. People overseas are kind of trying to tamper with certain things in America and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure, but um, but yeah. So Facebook isn't really the best place right now. I mean, certain businesses, of course, Facebook mm -hmm. is bread and butter, and I think everyone should be on Facebook. Um, but like if you're a lawyer and you want to run ads, you know, Facebook. Not everyone's on Facebook looking for you know a, a car accident attorney. Mm -hmm. You know, so. You really want to be on Google and, and catch that inbound marketing, you know, where people are actually looking for something and then you can just be there for them. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to um, ask a question on you just uh, referred some of these platforms. So platforms like TikTok and Snapchat, I guess I could understand how you would think like something like Snapchat is like massively undervalued because they've definitely turned their whole thing into like a vlog, a news outlet of sorts. If you go on Snapchat, yeah. it's okay. really different. Okay, they got little Snapchat episodes. <laughs> I'll be saying shit I haven't seen on social media like on Snapchat. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how y'all got this, but yeah. I have the, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, like, 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 or insight to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Insight, I'm like, oh, okay, word. And I'll go down this rabbit hole, like, for example, like the Overtime channel. Overtime's always showing high school athletes. I'm like, yeah, yeah bro, I'm not, I don't see it on my timeline and now on my yeah. Snapchat. Somebody's doing some 360 with Yeah, yeah. Him, and they say, he's from eighth grade. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> Love um, eighth grade. We have yeah. thousand on so, me, no sense. Uh, but I was going to more so speak. So, like, TikTok though, you still think something like TikTok's undervalued? Yeah, not only because of the ads, like e-commerce. If you're selling something on e-commerce on TikTok, I mean, that I feel like that's a home run. Yeah, but man, I, I but so when you so with these with these platforms, because you know when so you're talking using the ad, um, the ad joints on these platforms. You're not talking about just being organic on these platforms. I'm asking. Little but I mean, when I say underpriced attention, it's it's when you're paying them for the ads. Yeah. But as far as you know, but that's a good move, right? Yeah. Or like because like I think I think there's this whole like I got to be organic or like you know so like. Well, honestly, that, that's what we've been pushing yeah. lately. That's kind of where I'm thinking about pivoting is going less on the paid side and more on the organic. Oh, side. interesting. Yeah, that's actually it's funny. Funny. Why? Question. Why is that? Um, I just feel like there's a gap in the market for that because that's okay. how it started. No one yeah. understood ads, uh, digital ads. So a lot of them would want to just put out as much content as, as it's called content marketing. Mm -hmm. you just put out as much content as possible consistently speaking to your audience and giving out free value. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that even brings it to like a really clutch uh, point. Like talk about how a lot of like prospective clients that may be thinking that they're in need of your service. Talk about sometimes that disconnect in terms of they not necessarily know what they're missing and what they're asking for because a lot of times they're trying to get you to actually have the sales and you're like okay so where's the content like 
oh yeah. i thought you had the client you're like no 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 no, no, no that's not what i do but <laughs> like i but then we had the talks it's like and now i know that's something that you're actually brainstorming and be like all right look i'm a one-stop shop type of dude so yeah. i'm going to be able to offer that and even i if hate it's not having me. to say that to customers right, they'll have right. their checkbook out and be like yeah so you you do this right i'm like no i don't do I that don't i do, do this that. and that's why i think partnering right, with you would be so right. awesome man because there's so many people that need that videography service and nowadays i think the podcast services running a podcast so you know i think it'd be great to partner with someone who can offer that type of stuff to certain clients and i think making a product offering that kind of includes all that of course we could do a la carte right or, oh i just right. need a podcast i don't need anything else okay cool we got something for you on that but um you know what's interesting about that though like i don't think people realize that just having the podcast that's not the end all be all like right. you, you you like why do it if you're not going to get it out in front of people right. and you're not going to get it out in front of people unless you have some kind of like marketing strategy you know what I mean? And like whether that's the podcast, but also like with the podcast, like it, it it's kind of going back to what you were saying about having a product or service offering in your content. Like I think it's the same thing with like a podcast. Not to say anybody that starts a podcast needs to have a product or service behind it. You you can definitely see some see some success and become like a personality if you got that charisma going for you and stuff like that. But I do think, you know. <clears throat> In, in this time where like literally everyone's starting a podcast and i don't say that jokingly i i like the fact that everybody's starting a podcast because like why not you know what i'm saying like we all have shit that we want to say why not say it if you have the structure to do so you know what i'm saying in in this time where everybody's doing that i do think you can you can separate yourself if you have something and you can make it work for you if you just use it as a lead gen to like hey come listen to what i gotta say but also you know what i'm saying if you need uh if you need this service, I do this. You know what I'm saying? If you just so happen to need this product, I I, I sell it here. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, like you said, like having all of it, the podcast, the marketing, the content that you can pull from the podcast or you can make separately or whatever, like all of that goes into like sales at the end of the day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you can have a podcast and just do it just to do it right. and like get no sales. Yeah, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? You can you can market the shit that you say when you're talking to your friends and you know that you can do all of that if you're trying to like get sales then like you kind of do have to have I, I heard this clip the other day of young Dolph saying like all of this shit is a machine like people were asking like what do you put your money into he was like I put my money into all of it like you know what I'm saying like it's like all of like it's all of it like you know what I mean like it's the it's the making of the song it's the pushing of it it's the pushing of it on the radio pushing of it on the internet pushing of it on tv not just your one and it's consistent no, it's consistency dog it's every time like it's every it was on million dollars worth of game there was like dog so you really can't be broke and go independent like nah like that's why people get deals because like somebody else will push it for them you know what i'm saying so it's very interesting and the funny thing is like like putting free value into your content is so valuable nowadays because somebody will start looking for a service and then be like well let me go look at it on youtube real quick. yeah or let me learn how to do it myself this industry even if they know they're gonna pay someone for it they kind of want to know what they're paying for so they don't get scammed yeah right. so they'll look at it they'll look on youtube and be like you know digital marketing yada yada and if my video is on youtube explaining to you how you can maybe start it yourself and then maybe you know pivot to paying somebody you like, establish your expertise yeah we're right. building a re we're building a uh, relationship I'm, right. I'm establishing right. you know that i can do this for you and stuff like that so that's what people like and um and that's that's honestly a huge content strategy is right. it's just is just putting out so much free value yeah kind of like gary v does it with the jab 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 right hook yeah the jabs are just free value free yeah. value, right, right the right, right hook is hey buy my book or yeah whatever. and people don't understand that i think people are starting to understand that because you know gary v is becoming so like he's like a monster as far as like his popularity so i think yeah, people right. definitely are hearing his message of free value um 
or just like offering value in the content, like not fluff, like real value. And he always says how he gives he literally gives away his best information. And um, I feel like I try to do the same thing, too, because I used to I not that I used to like in practice be a hoarder of information, but I definitely used to think like, oh, there's value in I know this and no one else does. But like now I'm like, there's no way I know anything that no one else does. There's no way because I, I get it from the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned it on the Internet. I'm sure like literally anyone else can type the same thing into Google and like find it. But if I tell them to go and find it on Google or if I just tell them it from my mouth, now they think I know it. You know what I'm saying? So like now they might hire me because. Something that I realized, like, you can tell motherfuckers how to do. I can tell you exactly how I do this podcast. You're not going to want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to do, you're not going to want to, not everybody's going to want to do the actual things that it takes to make the podcast. So if they know that I know how to do it, because I've told them how to do it, they might just hire me to do it for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't realize that, like, people really do value their time over their money. You know what I'm saying? We, we might not communicate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all, we meet those people who, oh, like, uh, can you take it down a little more? Can you take it down? Like, you know what I'm saying? They always want to bargain on price and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like when it boils down to, okay, like I can't come down anymore on price. Like I'll show you how to do it. You can do it yourself if you want to do it. And like, if you do want to hire me, this is the price and I'm not budging later. They'll probably come back because they'll value the fact that like, okay, I actually don't want to do this for myself. It's hard. Exactly. And it's you know what I'm saying? an analogy that we use in the, in the digital marketing space where it's like never, ever, you know, budge on your on your price, mm-hmm. on your value. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're then you're confusing the person in front of you in saying that no, I could be worth less if you want me to. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Worth this right. much? Yeah. And if you want to save money, cool. So we'll take out this part of the service. Like if they wanted to do videography service, they wanted the interview cut up into a bunch of clips, right. And then pass it over to my team where we push it out on the omnipresence, right? And they go, ooh, five thousand. That's a lot of money. I go, you're right. It is a lot of money. So this is what we could do. If you're not willing to pay that, that's fine. So you you set up, you go buy and buy yourself a thousand dollar camera. You set it up. You get some sound guys. You get this. You get that. You know what I'm saying? Get some mics. Do right. your own interview. Get someone to ask you the right questions. Then you got to find a way to split up the stuff. And then you can come to me and I'll push the ads for you for just a thousand, two thousand bucks. And they go, yeah. Nah. I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah. But how much was that again? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Why you're talking to checkbook? Yeah, nah, straight up, bro. Straight up. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen a lot of times. But also, I think it's a. I mean, we were kind of talking about this yesterday a little bit, where. Um, it's I think I think you get a better product, though, like when you invest into it, because like, we're again, like what we're talking about is if you do have something that can generate income for you, you it, it, it's not a, it's not an issue to like if you if you spend five thousand dollars putting together a video and marketing it. But that joint makes you, you know, what I'm saying twenty thousand dollars over the course of like six months from just marketing of it. That was a great investment. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think sometimes people don't realize like that you're actually like are you trying to get something on the other end of this like are you trying to use this to get something or are you trying to just like make it just to say that you made it you know what i'm saying because if you're trying to make it just to say that you made it then yeah you can go and do it yourself and you can take as long as you want you can do it for as cheaply as you want but if you're trying to get like a great thing that people will buy then you want to put you want to get knowledge around you know what i'm saying you want to get the best so we were talking about working on this project and it's like yeah we're great videographers but like for this particular project, we might want to hire some people who are better than us. You know what I'm saying? Just so that we can focus on the things that we're great at, even though we know how to do every anything that has to do with video and audio, me and Brooke can figure it out between the two of us. You know what I'm saying? But like, it would be a better um, use of our time and it would be, it would be a, we would get a better end thing 
if we didn't focus on 10 different projects or 10 different tasks within a project, we focused on maybe two tasks within the project and then outsourced the other six, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And every, those six people who are working on those things are focusing on those things. You know what I'm saying? And they're making the end product great. You know what I mean? So I think people don't think about like the overall investment um, so much. Exactly. You know what and I'm that's saying? why ROAS deals are awesome in my business. Is uh, Explain a ROAS. Return on ad spend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, I love it to when they're like, you know, I just haven't paid for anything this big before. I haven't done anything this big. I've never ran a marketing campaign. I'm just scared. You go, yeah, no problem. So instead of bringing my price down just because you're scared, how about we do this? How about we make a goal to make you $10,000 more this month on top of what you're making now, whatever you're, you're grossing, we're going to make you $10,000 in sales. And I just want 10%, 20%, something like that. So that I just get a percent of row of what you do make. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's actually a great tactic. Yeah. And you see a lot of that with uh, what's happening with like affiliate marketing, yep. you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, let's not, um, like there's, there's, it's very low risk. You know, there's almost no risk. Like if I may, if I sell some stuff, if I sell some stuff for you, then I get something from that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But we were talking about, I was telling you yesterday, it's funny how you said like, it can be uncomfortable to spend, uh, you know, amounts of money that you've never spent before on something that you've never, yeah. never used before. But like I was telling Brooke the other day, like I'm making it a point to do things that are like uncomfortable because yeah. I've just, I just keep hearing so much about how much upside there is to, you know, if, and I, and it's funny because like the crypto space really made me start thinking about like dog like the reward you get is equal to the risk you take dog like you know what I'm saying like you only get rewarded or like the the amount of reward is in relation to the amount of risk that you put in you know what I'm saying so with risk and 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 it's funny with the word risk like we kind of take it for granted in a way like. I, I feel like I kind of take it for granted. Like I, I think I'm being risky because this felt a little bit uncomfortable, right. but like, nah, like sometimes you gotta like, I don't know. I feel like I, you, I feel like I, me, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself needing to be more risky. I feel like I've been kind of complacent with my risk lately. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I've always been a calculated risk type person right. and you know, reaped some rewards, right. but I'm like, right. Oh, if I would have went a little harder, if I would have, uh, or if like, I because I know I walk away from situations where I am a little bit uncomfortable. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So it's like I know if I did more uncomfortable things, like what 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 would happen? So I, I know I'm making that a point definitely for like the rest of this. I mean, for the rest of my life, really. Right. But like I I kind of like pinpointed it a couple months ago. So I'm like, yeah, making yeah, making the emphasis on it. And that and that kind of goes with the business stuff. I've been putting a lot of money into Nation Entertainment over the last yeah. like couple months, dog, in a way that I haven't before you know what i'm saying and I, yeah it, it's it's working for me at least in the early stages you know what i'm saying and i'm glad brooke mentioned uh like calculated risk you yeah. know what i'm saying in my opinion calculated risk is like you know how good am i at this craft to be putting my neck out you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. like if, if that's if, a fact if michael jordan wanted to start dunking from the three-point line that's not a big jump mm -hmm. from where you know the foul line that we mm -hmm. know you know what i'm saying right, so if he right. wanted to just back up a little bit it's like no i'm the best of my craft i can definitely you know, stick my neck out a little bit and try something. But if the nine-year-old kid who just started playing basketball is like, I'm gonna start dunking from the three-point line, it's right. like you can take that risk, but that's not very complicated. And you're not even going. And you're not even going to see no type of Nothing. benefit that makes you want to keep going a little bit. Sometimes we need to see a little bit of like this is working a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not like I'm where I want to be, we need some kind of sense of okay, this is working, or I'm getting there. You know what I'm saying? You kind of need a little bit of small wins to kind of. 
also kind of being honest with yourself in terms of the level of risk you take. And then also, and what I meant by like being honest with yourself is like, what is, is your skill set? Like, are you, do you, are you even able to go ahead and take this risk that you think you're even trying to uh, partake? Because the thing is, so it's like the same thing about trying to learn a new uh, skill and like the difficulty levels. If it's too hard, you're literally going to discourage yourself yeah. from ever wanting to do this. Yeah, you're not going to want to do it. it's too easy, you may, not, you may not cultivate the consistency doing everything. I got it. Like, I'm on next Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But if it's just at the point where you're like, yo, there's a return in this, but there is some unknown factors, but I make sure I'm controlling everything I can control. Now, from there, we got to just see what's up. And it's like always leveling it. See where you're at. And then versus the risk you want to take. And yeah. if you're like, if it's a matter, because at the end of the day, it's really just um, internally, you can know the outcome, but like in the physical, we're not there yet. So the, the outcome is the only thing that's really um, to be seen. But it's like, what are you? Uh, it's not like there's some skill sets that are going to just pop out of the blue. Like, oh, I didn't. Well, like me, like maybe internally, you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. But no, you always could do that because here you are doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like just make sure that your skill set are really um, up to par with the actual risk that you're trying to take. And the only thing that is a risk is because um, the only answer that can't be questioned is like, what will the end result be? I don't know. But like I'm banking on myself. I'm pretty sure it's going to be um, what I'm expecting. And a lot of the times it proves to be better. And even if it doesn't, if it doesn't fall through, then sometimes – you might have fell just short of the goal, but that's like all you needed. Like, even though you didn't come, you're like, bet, bet. Now yeah. I'm going to my drawing board and I know exactly how I fucked that up. Like, and even with that calculated risk and not being able to fully capitalize it all on the, on the way, I was like, I'm so thankful for that because the perspective that that came with is like, that's, that, that's just making me better in terms of taking the calculated risk in the future. Whereas opposed, if you just took some wild risk and you're just lost, like, <laughs> don't let that taint your whole perspective and yeah. now make you averse to taking risks because then you'll be more so uh leaning towards stagnancy yeah like, and not taking risk and, anymore let me, let me not say not just um, let me put it like this if you don't take risk that's not necessarily meaning to say stagnant but let's just say in terms of growth and expansion you're kind of okay with what what it is like it small upside cap, you want to have small upside that, that's cool yeah. if you're cool with that then that's what it is but it will cap, <clears> yeah you know yeah. Falling forward is, yeah. is the highlight that what you were talking hey, about. Yeah, dope. if you're gonna yeah. fail, at least fail forward. Fall, you know? Big facts. No bullshit. Um, that should what, just hurt more. Yeah. <laughs> Falling your face, like damn, I'm closer though. Big yeah. facts. <laughs> you care to share any like goals that you got for this year, at least for yeah, like for your business or anything like that? Honestly, man, like I've I've definitely pulled back on on the old business model. Like I was talking about trying to do the content creation. So right, right. I guess a goal for this year would definitely be to master that and have you know consistent clients coming in, consistent work going out, um, and have some type of partnership like we were okay, talking yeah, about. Yeah, sure. Um that'd be a good and then you know, get that to you know, I, I don't really have a number goal for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As big as possible, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a few million dollar valuation if we had to evaluate the business or something like that. Yeah. And then definitely get into the podcast and like like you yeah. know you and i were speaking about For is sure. uh you know just getting getting my word out there more you know what I'm saying? like yeah. this was a there's a lot of fucking gems in this oh yeah 100 itself so like yeah. yeah i could definitely even see that for you brody like i could definitely see how that would be of like high value like high high value content high value entertainment like that's what we're all about you know what i'm saying like it's something that you don't have to ever like revert your attention from but like if you just stay tuned you're gonna you're gonna get put on to some that valuetainment but besides that i mean your goals aren't really my thing i'm, I'm more looking like five years down the road yeah and seeing when i can yeah well, well let's talk about that like where, where where do you see 
this going for you or what do you see kind of like your tra- your career trajectory looking like uh, for me definitely i mean for the marketing i'm kind of like water right now kind of fluid just letting it yeah. go you know what i'm saying but uh like letting it see how, how it turns out but as far as me personally i'm definitely trying to get into the uh like the acquisition side of thing like buying in some businesses nice investing in businesses nice. that's my end goal yeah but i would love to get into that as soon as possible yeah if i could buy a business right now i would do it you know yeah. especially with corona and all that like everything's cheap right now yeah uh real estate on the side would be nice you know what i'm saying just to have some you know are you like a operations guy like are, are do you can you go into a place and set the operations yes can you systems and operations yeah i love that that's yeah that's what that gets me off that's what i like doing that's what i like talking about yeah i can come into a business look at it and be like this is wrong this is wrong if you move this around because a lot of people are looking at it from such a low level they're in the trend they're in it they're like yeah you can come from the top and be like not doing this right you're literally missing out on this the manager you put in there is making everything toxic you know like just little things like that mm-hmm. so not systems and operations like the vas and let me take time away from doing this task that i'm doing every day for ten dollars an hour or something and, and, and hire some hire that out mm-hmm. and then do something else i can do that's a thousand dollar an hour signing clients or something like that you know yeah that makes hella sense dog that makes hella sense but yeah long term is just the business acquisitions yeah that's definitely what i'm trying to get into yeah that's crazy bro i look i look forward to talking more with you man yeah. <laughs> like, straight up straight up um yeah man i think we can go ahead and like wrap this episode up unless you got anything else you want to talk about bro um nah man you know uh I got, I got, I got a nice busy weekend ahead of me. Got, yeah. I got, I got to land the harvest. So to, to get ready. Oh so yeah, really, big I'm facts. Excited with it. Yeah, got the car loaded. He got the car loaded. Big facts. Yeah. And it's about to be. Oh, it's about to be really windy today. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. watch that. Yeah, I got the hoodie on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm gonna be kind of chilling, just kind of getting some work done. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing crazy to report. But uh, shit, I guess we'll see y'all back here um, next Friday, and, and same place, give another shot same time. Yeah. Also, too, like where where can people get in contact with you and, and things like that if they do want to inquire? You definitely dropped a lot of gems here, yeah. so I'm sure people will be wanting yeah, to we'll tap in. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Info, yeah, so for sure. So Facebook, yeah, yeah. my full name on Facebook. Okay. Um, you should see my picture on there. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Adrian Brannigan on Facebook, and then um, I got a business line where you can reach out to me three zero one five hundred ninety five seventy one. There you go. Um, that's the business Love line. Summit Marketing, hit me up, text me anything. I give out a lot of free value. If you just want to talk and ask about talk about your business, man, that's what I like doing. So awesome. Yeah, and we appreciate you for coming through, bro. Sure. Appreciate you uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Really appreciated this conversation and. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week, Real same early. time, same place. Early. early.